My name is Vicki. I am a recovering uh, codependent chaos creator, um, controlling, fixing, you know, all these behaviors, all these like descriptions I can use to kind of try to make sense of what's happening inside of me. And the reason that was helpful for me is because I knew that um, the 12 steps of, you know, were a program that could um, bring people to a place of sanity. I had seen that, I'd experienced that. And I knew that I wanted to apply those 12 steps to my life. Um, and so initially I thought I needed to be an alcoholic. Um, and I was not an alcoholic. I am not an alcoholic. Um, I potentially have, I have, I had a lot of potential, <laughs> um, but um, that is not my disease. That is not my issue. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm without issue. That doesn't mean that I'm without um, a spiritual malady, a, a physical condition that needs a power greater than me to restore me to sanity. Um, and I was, I was preparing for a talk last night and it's pretty impossible for me to prepare for two talks at once. Um, and so you guys are going to get a little bit of the residual of what I shared about last night. And so last night we were doing a lesson for Life Lab. Uh, we have a group that's um, going through Life Lab together. So they watch the video and then we do a bit of a recap. Last night was on anger. Um, we're, we're in a section of, about emotions. Um, last night is the first of two lessons on anger. And uh, it kind of follows into four communication styles. And what stood out for me the most last night as I was sharing is that this isn't a problem that I can solve on my own. And so often um, recovery work or, um, you know, this transformative experience that people want to go through can really start to look like self-help or start to sound like self-help or I get this misconception that it's self-help and that I have all these problems inside of me that I need to fix. And, and you know, I just like had this, it wasn't anywhere in my notes, but as I was sharing last night, I just had this like overwhelming sense to remind people like, this is not self-help, but really what I'm doing is I'm reminding myself, I can't fix myself. If I could fix myself, I would have done it a long time ago. And then this morning I was reading um, from this little book that someone had given me. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it would be considered like, kind of like, it, it's AA grapevine material. And so the book is called um, Emotional Sobriety, The Next Frontier. And emotional sobriety or the search for emotional sobriety is what brought me back into the rooms back in 2020. I knew that I was not being emotionally sober like that because I completely understand what drunkenness looks like what addiction looks like and I knew that whatever whatever was happening inside of me was like that it was like I was drinking uncontrollably but it was all emotional so I was reading this book um and it says um so this person's talking about being sober and being sober for quite a, quite a, quite a while. Um, you know, how they served in their 12 step group, they had a fellowship and they had a home group and they served there and they had like jobs there and they were doing really, really great at them. They never met, they never missed a deadline. They didn't have any conflict with any of their fellows in that program. 
And yet they were given um, a job to do in their work and they just were incapable of doing it. They couldn't get it done. They couldn't, they were having all this trouble with others. Quite suddenly and without any warning bells, the simple solution, oh, sorry, why was I having so much difficulty in the other areas of my life? Quite suddenly and without any warning bells, the simple solution came to me. I had surrendered to only one thing, my alcoholism. I accepted divine and temporal help in everything that had to do with my disease with complete humility, but I never had extended this wonderful freedom from pride, resentments, envy, and need for perfection and competition into all my affairs. So it finally came to me in this time of really deep need. I had had no understanding of the meaning of spiritual awakening. And because I accepted all things in AA as natural and just and healthy and good, I was only permitting an unconscious use of my spiritual awakening in AA areas. And I had never brought it out and looked at it before. Now I hope and pray that I can indeed carry to all my affairs the conscious use of surrender and humility and gratitude, employing them with the knowledge that if I do, my affairs under God's direction have a better chance of reaching a daily truth. And I felt that that was really um, an important consideration because I can feel like I have everything sorted out in pretty much every area of my life. Um, but I just have this over here. And so this is like, you know, maybe my trouble is in how I relate to one specific person in, in being really defensive and um, going round and round on this like hamster wheel of like, man, I just am not getting over this. And I feel that it, 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 um, it's, you know, the reflection of, I guess, really what, what I wanted to talk about today was like that reflection of self-help versus spiritual help. Um, this is a spiritual program, you know, and we get to not be the ones that have to figure that all out. You know, um, we get to uh, come in the door, not having a clue and really not, not understanding and as long as we are willing to explore, things will be revealed to us. If we're not willing to explore, you know, if, if I think I've got this figured out, if or if I think like, well, that's not a, you know, if, if whatever like set ideas I have or preconceived notions I have that I'm unwilling to be flexible on, you know, that that's going to keep me stuck. Those are the things that are going to keep me stuck. But if I'm willing to come in, you know, at the very beginning and just say, like, I just have no idea. You know, I've spent 40 whatever years of my life knowing that this is a problem or that's a problem, but not having a clue how to fix it and just being willing to, like, do what I'm told, you know, and even as a grown up, like, can I just do what I'm but I'm told, can I just like take what people say and be willing to, to apply that to my life? And if I do that, um, then all these things can be solved, not through my fixing, um, not through me trying. So, so the reason that this tied in with anger for me is I, I did, I, I, I do understand that I have these areas of like anger that just like flare up you know, I don't have control over it. Someone can say like one little thing and like, it's like heat just like flows right through my body. 
And I don't know and why <laughs> I'm not capable of not responding in the way that I don't want to respond. I want to be gracious and loving and kind. My mother-in-law is the prime example. Like, I feel like you could say anything to that woman and she will smile and truly be lovely to you. Like she is just lovely inside and out. And I mean, does that mean that she'll let people walk all over her or treat her terribly? No, but in the moment, like she does not react. She is not going to give you attitude, put you in your place, you know, put you down or retaliate or do any number of these ugly things that happen to me, you know, and, and they, I really do feel like they happen to me. I don't choose them. They just happen to me. And so how can I choose differently? The only choosing that I can do is choosing to invite God in. Um, there was a, there was a, there's a, there's a beautiful um, word called awakening. And it means to, I think it means to come alive. And I think it means that at a deeper level than just my brain, my spirit, my emotions, my will are going to be, um, you know, it's almost like you, if you ever watched on a video, a flower like bloom, you know, it's beautiful to watch that in time-lapse that this this little tiny seed, you can see these YouTube videos now where you have this like little tiny seed and then you see like the sun coming up and down and water falling and this little tiny seed grows and, you know, they put into like this little three minute video, a process that takes so long. And for me, I want the three minute time-lapse video, you know, that's how I want my life to be. That's what I want, like my growth to be like this three minute time-lapse video, but I don't get to choose that. God is the one who actually is going to do the transformation. He has to do the, the raising and the setting of the sun and he has to do the watering. And, and for me, what I've realized is I get to choose whether I'm gonna be with him or whether I'm not. And so one of the ways that um, I think I've made a grave error in the past in this process is in holding on to things and even when i think that i've let it go i haven't i haven't i mean if i can tell you exactly where i was sitting you know what i was wearing when a certain thing happened you know odds are that i haven't let it go odds are that it's really stuck or really fresh or you know and have i really brought that have i really you know, brought that to God. Have I, and so I like to think that I get to pick and choose what I turn over, what I surrender, where I surrender, how I surrender. Um, and I just, I'm coming to realize that it just doesn't work like that, that I don't get to pick and choose. Um, it's, it's truthfully, um, it, you know, when we look at when I look at anger, because anger tends to be the root of all my problems. I mean, and, and anger in like the simmering, you know, trying to cover it up, trying to like not let everybody see it way. 
And so maybe that maybe there's a different word that just isn't coming to me um, right now. But you know, it's it's a secondary emotion. And so we talk about how it's really rooted in fear and how um, uh, someone brought up last night in the session that, you know, injustice often flares up anger when I feel like I've been resentment. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, we use resentment so often that I was trying to like use a different word than resentment because I, I sometimes feel like I don't fully understand resentment either because it's I'm using it so often. But I think for me, you know, there's um, anger can be so easily triggered for me by shame, by guilt, um, by um, unmet expectations, by, you know, how that, you know, we, we often talk about our characters and how we want to be seen in the world. Um, and I want to try to control that all the time. You know, I want to be the best friend that you could ever possibly want. Um, I, I I want that, but I don't actually want to really work very hard at it because I'm I'm kind of lazy. So so <laughs> there's this like dichotomy that happens inside of me. I want to be like the best wife possible, but I don't actually like really want to like you know, give it my all and like make dinner for you sacrificially every night without complaining. And I really want you to participate. There's only one person on the screen that I'm actually talking to. I want you to like participate in cleaning up and I want you to help cook. And I really want you to like, really just want you to drive. I really just want you to do it all for me. That's really what I want if I'm honest, but give me all the kudos and let me be, you know, like how, how, insane it is that this is what goes around and around and around in me um and then you know all these things pop up and I don't know how to get rid of them um until I sit down and I feel like my sitting down is not it's this physical thing but it's also this like internal like sitting down and resting and taking some time and being able to say like, God, I need your help. You know, maybe, maybe some of us are, we're not really even sure what that means yet. And then there's other, others of us that we've been around God talk our whole lives. And yet I didn't always know how to apply that. You know, it wasn't changing me. Um, so I think a significant, um, piece for me is this this interesting balance between like this isn't a self-help program and yet you know I know that there are like healthier things that I could do you know there are better ways that I can be dealing with things um and so you know even learning how to pause like really asking myself like can I just even take a minute before I pop, before I respond to something? Can I take a second before I respond to something? Can I actually like admit my emotions, you know, like whether it's through journaling or just, you know, talking to God or talking to myself, but just like getting to this place where I'm willing to admit my emotions, um, asking for clarity, you know, it's, it's a really hard thing for me to do. And, um, taking responsibility for my actions when they happen. And so 
I think that, um, I truthfully think that I'm, I'm not entirely making sense in the way that I wanted to for you guys, but it's, it was really this important dialogue that I was coming to in myself of, you know, I constantly waver in this, um, spiritual journey versus like self-help and and the problem is that I can't maintain the to-do list on my own you know I need to be different and I I have to put that in God's hands you know he wants me to be different um I meant to have my big book I had some pages <laughs> that I was going to read to you and I left it on my desk but um I know that in my big book it talks about um uh, the, the character defects and that I don't actually get to pick like what it is that I turn over, you know, I have to turn my will and my life over. And then, you know, there's like some stuff that will be removed and there's some stuff that won't because it's maybe useful to others. And so it's kind of this, um, I think ongoing walk that we get to do you know, and so much of me just wants to be like done. I just want to be finished. I just want to be better. I just want to be well so that I don't have to go to meetings anymore so that I don't have to like continue on this recovery journey anymore so that I can just like be like what, be like normal people, you know, it, that's a, it's a lie. It's not even true. Um, this is a gift actually. It's a gift that I get to be here with you guys it's a gift that I get to look at my pride and my humility, um, you know, and it's a gift that I get to look at my pride and question my humility on a regular basis. It's a gift that I get to see myself as I truly am, um, you know, and not live in a la-la land of like, oh, I don't know why, why these things are happening to me, you know? That's how I lived before. It's like the world was out to get to me, to get me and all these things were happening to me and now I have a gift of being in a new place uh, where actually you know just like self-help will tell you like I do get to choose but I'm not doing the choosing you know the choice that I make is to surrender my life to God and then he's going to transform me and it really takes the pressure off me um takes the pressure off me to like be something that I'm not. Um, and really the invitation is that I want to be who God created me to be and have come to truly believe that, that God loves me so much, like so much, um, that, that he's going to do whatever is best for me. God is going to do whatever is best for me and God will do the transforming as he sees fit, if I stay connected with him. I was saying last night, I have this like really, it feels like a really old cell phone to me, but it's probably not, but it's really full and it dies like really, really quickly. And so I have to plug it in. Plus I'm often playing music on it or podcasts. So, you know, if I don't plug that cell phone in at the end of the day, it's dead. It's already at 50%. I don't feel like I was on it that much today. It's, it's 1230 how is my phone at 50%? Like, I'm gonna have to plug this thing in this afternoon. Why do I think that my internal spiritual life is any different than that? 
You know, like, how do I think that I can get through a whole day without connecting to God? Here's my timer. How do I think I can get through a whole day without connecting to God? How do I think that I don't need to plug in in the morning or plug in at night? Because where do I get my power from? You know, either I'm being honest and I get my power from God. And I really, truly will run out of power if I don't plug into God. Or I'm just completely fooling myself. And I'm just a total sham. And often, many days I am a total sham. You know, and then I start to see it. It comes out in my life. Um, But, you know, that is just like the realest picture for me. uh, Of knowing that I need to plug in. Or I will be filled with self-pity and anger and all that yuck. Um, that comes back so quickly when I don't plug in. So that's all I have today. Thank you for listening.